0: Government Guaranteed Deposits Drive Up Housing. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, Florian Heiser here and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I've got my stein of coffee and I thought we would have a look at this article from Domain. Now it's a few months old but it is relevant to what we discussed earlier today with regards to housing affordability. One of the suggestions of the Morrison government was first-home-buyer deposits, guarantees. So, government intervention into the market economy. Rather than them looking at ways to, I don't know, perhaps reduce red tape, reduce stamp duty, they want to provide a deposit guarantee. And this, is, this, is, this will come from the other end. Rather than reducing what you have to pay, they give you more money. You know, as a first-home buyer, free money to pay more. You know, so that what will that mean? That will increase everything else, and it may even increase stamp duty. Hmm, let's have a look. First home buyer deposit guarantees likely to push up house prices, economists warn. House prices are likely to increase under Prime Minister Scott Morrison's plan to boost fo- first home buyer affordability by guaranteeing a 5% deposit economist warned the proposed $500 million scheme announced on Sunday will see eligible first home buyers with at least a 5% deposit for a home qualify for a loan they'll also save around $10,000 by not having to pay mortgage insurance to lenders under the scheme the scheme would be capped at $10,000 10,000 loans per year while the scheme would enable first home buyers to get onto the property ladder faster there are concerns it will encourage them to take on more debt and drive up prices, ultimately making it more expensive at a time when lending practices of banks have been under attack. Notice how a few months later, this was in May, a few months later, a treasurer is pinning all hopes on soaring housing prices. They are making it easier for people to borrow money <laughs> after the Royal Commission and interest rates are getting cut again and again and again to help stimulate the economy. So... I mean this is the thing guys uh, I want to talk about this I want to discuss these issues just to, to get it out there and to challenge what we're being fed by the media because you know, it, it's something to think about the narrative that, that you're getting put on the table they're telling you one thing then the you know data is telling you all different type of stuff so if you think if you think this is important please share it with your friends share it with your neighbor on social media to get more people talking about these things about how You know, it may sound good a first home buyer's deposit, but here are some of the unintended consequences and the flow on. You know, the more people we get talking about this, the better it is, I think, for everyone. And the more chances we can have of kind of steering the political, shifting the Overton window to a sensible position. So policies like these tend to drive up prices, says EY chief economist Joe Masters. First home buyers will be able to borrow more than they would have done otherwise. It will generate more demand, in a sense, and bring prices up. Mr. Morrison on Monday said it was difficult to say if prices would rise under the plan. We want to see more first home buyers in the market, absolutely. And we don't want to see people's house prices go down. Okay. Okay. We said, he said in a press conference, he added that loans would be granted on a first-come first-served basis the scheme will ultimately be determined by the number of loans approved by the lenders and the arrangements with the National House Financing and Investment Corporation why do we have that I'm I'm getting a whole kind of Fannie Mae type of feel here am I the only one let me know what you think in the comments guys do you want the government being this involved why, why didn't he say, okay, we're going to cut stamp duty or the states, will compensate them for reduced stamp duty on these pra- houses for $500 million. Then you won't need a body. You know, that would save money. That would save a $400,000 a year potato commissioner. The corporate corporation will act as guarantor on the loans. Okay. Now, we've definitely seen this before. What happens... When the government gets involved in guaranteeing loans just look at for an example look at the American education system the university education system look at what happened prior the cost of education prior to government you know giving everyone guaranteeing loans to now when the government guarantees loans you can't even bankrupt out of those loans over there and the costs are insane they are insane just ludicrous when education should be getting cheaper education goes up everything else has gone down with technology here it should be cheaper it should be you, know, you can get a udemy course for a few dollars you can learn a whole lot of stuff linda courses you know I, i'm trying i'm literally learning to code that's what i'm trying to do now i'm learning c sharp and i'm watching youtube tutorials and teaching it to myself watching these guys for nothing for nothing so why is education getting more expensive in the states Because the government has guaranteed all the student loans, so the universities just keep piling on more and more and more buying, you know, getting more useless staff, building more crappy buildings, and paying more for sports people. And then you're getting a whole generation coming out that have a gender studies degree in basket weaving and wonder why they can't make any money. So that's the problem here. This is setting the seas. And this is coming from the conservative government. This isn't coming from Labour. This is coming from Liberal. So, they should not... These policies just show you there's very little difference between the two anymore. There's very little difference between the two. It may sound good, but there are unintended consequences. You need to think 5, 10, 20 years ahead with all of these things. Once you put something in place, it's terrible to get rid of. People become accustomed to it. And it can have a much worse impact in the future. So, Labor announced on Sunday... That it would also introduce a scheme if it wins Saturday's election. Well, we know what happened there, didn't we? <laughs> we know what happened there. Ms. Masters' biggest concern is the initiative will simply encourage first-home buyers to borrow more, increasing debt-to-income ratios at a time when the banks have been pushed to reduce them. It seems to be encouraging first-home buyers to take out a mortgage at a 95% loan-to-value ratio. And that's against a backdrop of several years of APRA and Royal Commissions working to improve credit standards and reduce future financial stability risks. It was concerning to encourage people to take on a higher LVR at a time when prices were falling across much of Australia, as Ms. Masters added, because it was easier for them to fall into negative equity. AMP Capital Chief Economist Shane Oliver said the plan would likely help to stabilize the market and will be one reason a worst-case scenario such as a 40% peak to trough price decline would not eventuate. 10,000 loans a year would be enough to address that? Really? Is the market that small in Australia? I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Dr. Oliver said uncertainty surrounding the scheme in terms of the price point of eligible eligible properties made it difficult to predict its impact. But didn't he just say this? That it's going to stabilize the... Anyway, as did the limit of 10,000 loans a year. He added first-home buyers may also be hesitant to take on such high levels of debt. That's the big uncertainty here. If it were an out-and-out grant, people would snap it up. Some first-home buyers i be wary of borrowing 95% of the value of a property, but I would suspect that some may jump at the chance. Well, what's stopping you borrowing 95%, getting the grant, and then just paying another 40 grand off it in a month's time? No. Can't you do that? There will be concerns about encouraging households to take on more debt. Yeah, well, now, now our treasurer is banking on it. It's funny, isn't it, when you look at these things. Skeptics might say this is just bailing out the baby boomer boomers and Gen X who don't want to see their property prices fall too far. He added that while it was far from a game changer and, likely and unlikely to have much of an impact on the market as an upfront grant would, more government incentives could come to help stabilize the market. If the market continues to slide away, whoever wins the election may just scale it up or adopt a grant. This isn't necessarily the end of the story. Damone economist Trent Wiltshire echoed the concerns and added the scheme would likely be ineffective in helping first-home buyers long-term. It will help some people, but in terms of trying to improve affordability, it may not be that effective, he said. But he said it would help provide a more level playing field for those without access to the banks of mum and dad because first-home buyers increasingly turn to their parents to go guarantor. Well, I would rather people, people's parents a guarantor than the government a guarantor. It will give those that wouldn't have access to Bank of Mum and Dad to a guarantor. On the other hand, it means people who may have used the Bank of Mum and Dad would rely on the government. The government is now taking on the risk rather than the parents, Mr. Wiltshire said. Yeah, that, that's a terrifying idea. This has happened before where the government has taken on risk for people and it never works. It always ends up making things more expensive. We've got history and precedent that proves this. But if, you, you know, people let their emotions get in the way, they want to help out people, they want to do the good thing, and the government has so much money they can afford to do it, it will never, never be a bad thing. And, and in the end, it always backs fire. It's maybe a bit of equitable policy, but its income limits means it's not as well targeted as it could be, Mr. Wilshire added noting the income cut-offs for a similar policy in new zealand were substantially lower rmit emirate professor tony dalton who works with the australian housing and urban research institute said the scheme was a drop in the bucket for those struggling to afford to buy a home the ten thousand cap means only one in ten first home buyers would benefit from the scheme and it would have no impact on the affordability of housing we've got other people claiming that it will help stabilize the market would have very little impact on the structural decline of housing affordability for low to moderate income earners, Professor Dalton said. Professor Dalton said the result of earlier schemes like the First Home Buyers Grant and stamp duty concessions in Victoria, New South Wales, has two main effects. There is some house price inflation because of demand. Volume builders on the fringes crank their housing building programs to meet that extra demand professor dalton said i don't think that's going to happen with this scheme because that's very small the second effect is that it pulls through it brings people into the market who wouldn't have otherwise been there those people that have to wait to upgrade for longer and this slows down the second home buying market he said the university of adelaide's chris leishman from the center for housing urban and regional planning said the people who would benefit most were those who had already who already have money to buy a home the market is really unaffordable and this doesn't make it more affordable professor Leishman said he said it was worrying that the ALP and opposition leader Bill Shorten were was agreeing to this policy without thinking long term about housing affordability <laughs> oh how naive politicians don't think long term come on Ludicrous, particularly Shorty Shorten. Everything about him is short. Short term, short thinking, short in name. We need to rethink how we deal with housing affordability over the next 20 years, not just next week, the professor said. Yes, no, I agree with you there. The Real Institute of Australia on Monday joined Metricon and the Property Council and Master Builders Australia in support of the scheme. Oh, I wonder why. I wonder why so guys here you go this is one policy where the government is looking to intervene into the free market and it will have unintended consequences it will have unintended consequences i mean we'll bring over here this is a chart i referred to in a previous video just showing you the dwelling to price income ratio how high it's going up so while these ideas coming from the politicians sound good and you know they give, give people the warm warm and fuzzy feelings we just need to look at other situations where governments around the world have done similar things and the effect that those government government guarantees have had on housing have had on education have had on anything okay well, one thing you learn in architecture is precedent you need to look at what's happened before what looks what's happened in the past we need to start applying that same level of precedent thinking to economics to policy to social issues because you know we're not that innovative guys other people have stuffed up in history and in the past and other people around the world and we can learn from those things we can talk about them in with that in context and then realize what may sound good coming from our leaders maybe isn't the smartest decision so guys, if you've liked this video, please like, share, and subscribe. Share it around with your friends and family. And if you want to help me produce content like this, chuck me a couple of bucks on my Patreon, on my Subscribestar. I would really appreciate it. Thank you all very much. Have a lovely day. Take care.